All right, welcome back. Richard Rowley here with Ben Standing on a absolutely chaotic day in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers returning to the Packers uh, after, of course, big news surrounding maybe he'd been traded, maybe he would retire. And then the biggest bombshell of the day, Russell Wilson traded to Denver from Seattle. The Washington Commanders, of course, made an offer, and they are left as the bridesmaid, never the bride, it seems like, here with my colleague Ben Standing, who has been wheeling and dealing on the phone, breaking details as it relates to all of this. Uh, but let's go to the phones because we're curious whether people are upset about this or whether they are kind of on the, the, the standing mindset where they believe that this was never going to happen. And weeks ago, Ben wrote this off. So now let's go to Bobby in Alexandria and see what Bobby's got to say. Hey, how you doing, the guy? What's up, Bobby? Well, I'm thinking to myself, it's it's. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm just thinking to myself, we keep going down this rabbit hole, and I'm I'm an old man, and 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 every time I turn around and look, you got what four Super Bowl quarterbacks. None of them were anything like, oh, we're going to spend all the money on them, the greatest, and whatever the case is. We had how many first round picks? Didn't work out. So my point is, is that I think at this point in time that you have to have offensive line protection, great receivers, then a mediocre quarterback can do that. And then a defense that can, can handle it. So they're spending all that money on, what, $200 million for, for Rodgers? If he came in here and he didn't have any of that, guess what he's going to do? Fail. So that's, that's just my point. All right. Well, thanks for the call. Very interesting, Ben. You, you've you've got a pensive look. What do you got on that? <laughs> well, I mean, everything is a different scenario. Aaron Rodgers is a legend in Green Bay. Them letting him leave is much different than him signing here. He, they, if they let him leave, it is a is it a national tragedy in that part of the country. He he is you know that that's a legend deal, and you're letting him go, and he was already all you know angsty about the situation. So that would be a massive fail for the organization. If you were to get him here, obviously it's a big win. Whether they actually win games is a whole other story, but that's a different type of deal. Green Bay had to keep him. The money is there was they had to do whatever they had to do. I don't. I, I it looked for a while that he wasn't leaving, so it doesn't really matter. The Wilson one is the one where it's more like, what would it mean for Washington? And to be honest, if we sort of look at the deal that that, that got done for Denver, multiple first round picks, second round picks, uh, a later pick, and then three players. Two of them are good but not necessarily stars per se, or maybe Shelby Harris. You can consider him if you want. I think Washington could make that offer. And I don't think if they had done that, you'd be, we'd be going, wow, they are decimated. Russell Wilson elevates a lot. This team won seven games last year with no offense. Taylor Heineke had a very good year, all things considered, but you know, he's not Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, what's interesting to me though, is I feel like if Aaron Rodgers hadn't stayed in green Bay, if he had been available, if he had gone to, let's say a Denver, right? Does that change fundamentally? what Seattle's approach is. Do they then say, okay, you know what? We're just going with the best offer here, right? And not saying Washington would have gotten them. They might not have. Other teams might have stepped up. They're not the only team that needs a quarterback. It might have become a little bit more of a bidding war. Um, but certainly, it seems like, Ben, the dominoes were kind of put in place as soon as Rogers said he was staying in Green Bay. Shortly thereafter, Wilson obviously gets traded. Um, and Washington's kind of left with these options that you know, aren't that great. It, it, it's fascinating. Uh, let's go to Saba in uh, North Carolina. See what. Uh... 
Hey there, uh, oh. ladies and gents. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sabah, that's okay. Sabah, uh, I'm so sorry. As someone who, uh, someone whose last name gets butchered for a living, I should know better. You're on with Britt and Ben. What's up? syllables, and it's amazing how many times it gets uh, mispronounced. But if it had 18 syllables, it'd be all right on. But it doesn't bother me. Um, I uh, talked to Ben or before on his uh, Zoom pod. I do appreciate that, Ben. Thank you so much. That was uh, enjoyable. Um, but uh, anyhow, I am ecstatic. I think it's great. I mean, you guys keep dissing. Oh, these, the, the coaches just keep just weaving on. Heineken. He may get up and leave. I mean, you know, we are not appreciating what he did. These quarterbacks know. Wilson knows. I would have loved to have Russell Wilson. Don't get me wrong. But Russell Wilson knows this is not a quarterback away team. And we weren't a quarterback away last year. Now that Heineke won seven out of the 15 games he started, all of a sudden we're a quarterback away because you want to give any credit to Heineke. Maybe so he you're elevated. a Heineke fan, I take it. You're someone who is, is all in on Heineke. That's the Not all in, but enough in to see more. Because I tell you, I have not been excited. This much since the RG3 2012 season on some of his plays. Interesting. And the 2012 season, we got to the playoffs winning those uh, five or six straight. Kirk Cousins won two of those. You know, the down eight came in for an injury against the Ravens and then did the Cleveland game. So, you know, I think Heineke has really been the best quarterback and I've seen of this team, and it, it, it doesn't take a lot to do that. No, you know, it doesn't. Since Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins didn't really have that, that wow, that – sort of energetic kind of. All right. All right. So you want to keep Taylor Heineke. That's an interesting, thanks for the call. That's an interesting thought process there. I mean, it, Ben, that might be what they end up doing, right? Is keeping Heineke and kind of saying, you know what? I mean, if this, if this quarterback draft class is as bad as everyone says it is, and they're not getting Russell Wilson and they're not getting Aaron Rodgers, And if Mitch Trubisky is basically the same as Taylor Heineke, why would you trade for him? Yeah, so a couple things, I guess. One, what's interesting about the Heineke situation is that regardless of what any of us think, they have established he isn't the guy. Over and over again, from Ron Rivera not mentioning his name at the season-ending press conference to we were just at the Combine, and the the question of Taylor Heineke just came up in general, and Martin Mayhew basically said, as they're doing their search, they're searching on a starter. Taylor Heineke is our number two. There's no real sense that he would be the starter. Now, we can weigh, debate whether he is comparable to some of these other guys. I think from a traits standpoint, there's not much of a comparison. His limitations in some ways are physical. He's not the biggest guy. He doesn't have the biggest arm, all these things. Maybe Mitch Trubisky is a flop, but athletically, he's more gifted. He's got better size, and he has been more accomplished than Taylor Heineck is to this point, even though he's had a bit of a flame out. So bottom line is the team doesn't think he's the starter. That's really all that matters in that case. So we teased this before the break. So in your mind, is that the guy now? Is that the guy they go after? Trubisky? Well, I think he's the one of the default choices. You st- but, And that's why I've been writing about him for some time. Because if you look at the free agent market, put aside they don't get there's just nobody no trade works out. If you just look at the options that are there, once March 16th hits and free agent officially starts, I want a guy who you can squint at you squint at this profile and think, okay, with our coaches, we can turn this player into what Ryan Tannehill became from Tennessee for Tennessee, a guy off the scrap heap who's a viable starter. I'm not saying Trubisky is definitively that guy, but I think you could look at him and, def- and say this. And there's a lot of people I've talked to around the league who argue the same. And so 
Um, to me, he would make a lot of sense. You could maybe make the same case for Marcus Mariota, but he gets hurt a lot. So I think that's one of the drawbacks with him. Same with Jimmy Garoppolo, who is better than both, but that's a trade. Uh, so I don't think Trubisky's exciting, but if you pair Trubisky with a rookie, you sort of have two shots at finding a guy long-term that's better than no shots, right? Which is kind of where they're at right now. Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, let's go to Pat in Mechanicsville. Is that still- That is a place. That is a place. Pat. You are in. Hey, how are y'all? Uh, you are on. You are in how this you place. Doing? doing well. How are you? Uh, not too bad. The only thing I'm thinking is, um, we're never going to get the top notch quarterback, the t- top tier. We're going to always get the middle tier player that wants wants to come and get paid. As long as we got Dan Snyder here, um, no no top notch quarterback's going to come here, and uh. You know, I I think we should go after um, Tyrod Taylor and and draft draft uh, Pickett or Willis and go from there and and get our own quarterback and stop relying on everybody else's uh, junk. Thank you. Thanks for the call. I mean, listen, I think that's the preferred scenario, but except now you'd have to wait two, three years for that to actually crystallize. One, and two, this year's draft class doesn't seem to really have those those gems to uncover. What's the baseball stat uh, replacement level? Uh, war. Yeah. Wins war, above replacement. Wins above replacement. So sort of here's the sort of the average of this position and you're comparing. No disrespect. Tyrod Taylor is the war player. He is the quarterback that every team brings in when they don't have a, another option and then they have to figure it out on the fly. And they did that last year with a better version in Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is why I don't want to do that again. I think if you're going to play this game, Take a shot. And Trubisky, for whatever he is, it's at least there's some potential. He may flame out, but if you pair him with a rookie, then you have two chances. Again, the problem is it's not that all these guys are going to be busts in this draft. It's just that the uncertainty is more significant with this group than, say, last year's group or other years, and it makes teams makes teams hesitant to use a high pick when they're not confident that this guy is going to be a top-of-the-league starter. Yeah, so Ben says Trubisky – we want to know, do you agree? Do you not agree? 800-636-1067. We'll get to your calls again when we come back uh, here on 1067 The Fan. All right. Welcome back to Overtime on 1067 The Fan. Ben Standick and Britt Chiroli here with you till about 845. We have been talking a ton about the fallout from Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos, which is very different than coming to the Washington Commanders. And uh, some people are not thrilled, understandably, because once again, Washington doesn't get a big-name quarterback. Others seem to be okay if the if the Washington would have had to give up as much as the Broncos did. But I think we've got some more call here's, calls here, Britt, to discuss the matter. Yeah, let's go to Devin in uh, California. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, thanks for the call. Um, yeah, Denver, I feel like paid too much considering what what their needs are per se, or as far as our team goes. Uh, you know, at this point in time, there, there's nobody going to be better than what we have that's out there besides drafting a new quarterback. Um, Jimmy G coming off soldier, uh, you know, his injury. Um, that might be rusty. Taylor already is part of the team. He's already part of the culture. The locker room buys in on him. The fans buy in on him. So you might as well just ride that out and draft a quarterback 
who at the end of the day could surpass number four. If he can't, then that's okay. But um, we can't be sitting here trying to get quarterbacks for $200 million, like a previous caller said, or trading, you know, uh, uh, seven players, potential seven good players for one player who, you know, Wilson, he's, he's kind of on the downside of his career, to be honest. Like, the Seahawks weren't that great last year when he was playing anyways. So he was, in, in my opinion, not even worth it. So I'm glad we did what we did and just – you know, they understand that the team wins. It's not, I know it's a quarterback-driven league, but someone's got to catch it. Someone's got to block for him. So I think we'll be okay. Thank you for the call. All right, Devin, thanks for the call. I mean, listen, some good points there, Ben, honestly. I mean, you are trading for a guy who his best year is very, very well, maybe already behind him. So I do understand that as well. I do understand the, well – you got to be careful robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? You've given up all of this. This is a a team that, as you said, has needs beyond the quarterback. Um, do you agree with the sentiment that maybe, you know, maybe what they offered was okay and they were never going to get him anyway because, as you believe, he was never going to go in the conference and the only way that would have happened is, as we talked about, other dominoes would have had to fall and they would have had to been forced, had no other suitors um, in order to deal that guy within the conference. You know the phrase, in a vacuum, right? Sure. In a vacuum, maybe you can make an argument that what Denver offered was too much. But in context, Washington needs that trade because for over 100 reasons, forget the fact that their headlines are lousy on all fronts, fan apathy, the off-the-field stuff, whatever. I'm not saying Ron Rivera's job is in jeopardy, but he's two years they have not had a winning season. Yes, they, he would like me to note they won an NFC East title his first year, but okay. If they have another year in which they have a losing record, he has two years left on his contract, That the, the drumbeats start getting loud at this point. And so it, it isn't just this idea of like, well, what does it mean for the team? It's also these other variables. And we can say, well, you shouldn't make moves based on your own situation. Hey, that's life. That is how all these things work for any team. So it isn't just looking at this thing is this player worth these things it's also what russell wilson means season ticket season ticket sales are going up <laughs> big time for for a franchise that right now is lagging in that department yeah sometimes desperate times call for desperate measures but you know, ultimately would it have mattered because they apparently weren't going to deal with washington no matter what i mean i still think that you know it leaked out they were a strong runner up in this again the bridesmaid um if Denver didn't need a quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers had somehow been traded there, if all these it's ifs and ifs, and we have no no way of actually knowing, um, was it ever feasible? Did Russell Wilson want to come here? That's what we will never know, right? Would he have approved a deal to come here? We'll just never know. Uh, let's go to Noel in Chicago. Hey, uh, hey, Britt. Hey, Ben. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Um, it's it's obviously really frustrating uh, that we're in this position. Uh, I don't think uh, it would have been too much to trade for Russell Wilson. I think it's something that Ron Rivera needed to do, but since he's failed to do it, I think right now, like I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the best play we have right now is going after and trying to get Carson Wentz on the cheap because like, I understand, you know, the, the Mitchell Trubisky argument, but I've lived in Chicago for like a long time now and I've seen him and he ain't worth, he's, he ain't much seeing around here. And I'm a DC fan and I have a lot of friends that tell me like, 
avoid that man at all costs. And I think he's going to go to the Giants anyways because I think it's a better fit for him because of Brian Dayball. So I think we should probably bite the bullet, try to get Carson Wentz, but we must draft a quarterback at either round one or two, and we need to upgrade our offense a little bit as well, maybe get another wide receiver. I think really that's the best solution at this point, and uh, yeah, I think that's what we got to do. So Appreciate the call. So Carson Wentz still technically on the Colts, but it kind of feels like that may not be for long. Again, here's the here's other variables to consider. Mitch Trubisky as a free agent, if I the, the high end of his deal is maybe ten million somewhere in that range. Uh, Carson Wentz, and that would be you know no you can just sign him no picks or no whatever. Carson Wentz, his base salary this year is twenty two million with a cap hit of twenty eight. Now even if the Colts pick up some of that baggage, it's going to be more most likely than Trubisky. And if it's less because the Colts take some of that on, then you're probably giving up some sort of pick. So I'm not saying that Wentz isn't better than Trubisky, but the variables are there. If you less money spent on the quarterback means more money, you could add a, that wide receiver you just mentioned or, or other things like that. But yeah, but this is the larger point, Britt. None of these answers are very optimistic, at least with the quarterbacks. It's a relative blank spl- slate, regardless of how unenthused the scouting community seems to be. Who knows? They're not perfect, but as far as the veterans go, I mean, we'll see. We never know. Maybe Derek Carr and the Raiders have a falling out with their contract talks and he becomes available or, or whatever. But uh, and, and there's always the Deshaun Watson thing. We have There's a lot of legal entanglements there, obviously, to, to get through first. But uh, the options are just not great. And that's been the point this whole time. We can keep hoping and dreaming and really praying that everything works out. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's kind of going in that d- direction of they don't have a ton of options. They don't have any good options. Good, right? op- good there's, options. There's always options. It's just, are they going to be better than they were this year? And I don't think you can say that with any certainty today as we sit here on what is today, March 8th? You, uh, is you it, just don't know. Don't know. Um, I mean, look, we have to see. Look, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is still floating around out there. Again, another polarizing quarterback. He's also been in two of the last three NFC Championship games as, the, as a starter. Dismiss that as needed, but... The, he's more accomplished than a lot of other guys who are available. It feels like San Francisco will be moving him at some point. Of course, he just had shoulder surgery today. Um, it sounds like he'll be ready for training camp, but that's another variable that will also cost you uh, probably a second round pick at least. Um, and and he makes good money as well. So you know none of these none of these offers are clean, and and that's why this is going to be a wild a wild finish to see what they do. Yeah, to me, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit after the break. Uh, Jimmy G has lemon written all over him. Um, keep in mind that DC, this isn't Green Bay, right? This isn't like a team that has a track record of developing quarterbacks of people coming here and getting better. Uh, and that's why I think I would be very wary of getting someone who, by all means, this is a buy low candidate. Sabah would like me point out that Taylor Heineke got better this year. Um, I'm sure she would. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know about that one. How do you, I, I don't know how I'd feel about that one. Oh no, I'm not saying Taylor Heineke. I'm just saying maybe the coaching staff did something with Taylor Heineke to improve the help. Oh, to help oh the Taylor next Heineke. Guy. I thought we were talking about um, Jimmy G. Like, what is that? It. A- yeah, I'm just, well. I mean, Jimmy G is sort of established based on his age to a degree. You just have to you have to run an offense that best suits him. Don't try to make him throw the ball down the field too much. You know, have a have a run game to to balance it the way they did in San Francisco, things like that. But yeah, I mean, 
there every car all these cars on the lot have dings some have little dings some have big dings some had a full re-engine re restore some of them you're like oh that's just a lemon as you said right off the bat somebody's gonna have to pick one of them they do but luckily we don't but we're gonna be discussing a lot more of those options when we come back we'll take your calls as well on the russell wilson fallout we'll look a little bit more we haven't talked too much ben about aaron Rodgers. we'll get into that as well you know, that guy's so media shy. You know, I think we should really give him some attention. And we need a baseball update from you about your sport that just, just wants to not exist. Yeah, about 30 seconds of baseball talk, guys, <laughs> awaits us. So keep it here on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back to Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I always feel like we need to explain who we are because we're not on every night. Ben Standing here. I cover the Commanders for the Athletic. Britt Giroli here. She covers Major League Baseball for the Athletic, which means today is one of those days that really puts a puts a spotlight on that one of us has got a lot going on, and the other one, I wouldn't say Britt's got her feet up. She's been out at about covering her sport, but it's just there's no games. There's no, there's nobody on the field. It's just boardroom talk, which you know, frankly, bores most of us from. Uh, you know, I'm not smart enough to talk about that, you know, highfalutin numbers and millions and billions of dollars. It's like balls and strikes. Who, who's in the lineup? What's going on over here? And, and things like that. But unfortunately, that's just where you are right now. Yeah. So I teased a big 30 second baseball update. And here it is, Ben. The two sides met today for about 20 minutes. Uh, by the two sides, I mean the MLB Players Association and the league. And right now, the. Players are all waiting. The league's waiting. Um, apparently, the players are going to receive a counter proposal from the league at some point, but all indications are it's going to be a long night. Could they get something done tonight? Perhaps. I'm not super optimistic because I've seen this process play out. But certainly, as I said to you off air, it is March. The NFL is dominating headlines, and baseball continues to not get played. It's just not good for the sport overall. It's not good for anybody associated with the sport at all. Yeah, it's a huge bummer, um, obviously, to say the least at this point. Um, you know, look, and, and this is a perfect example, right? The offseason stuff, we've talked about this before. Even baseball's offseason is kind of a train wreck. It's not a – I mean, I mean, football is expanding. Free agency doesn't even start for another week or so, and here we are talking about two massive moves today, Aaron Rodgers, in theory, could have just happened at any point. And this Russell Wilson trade, it won't even become official until the start of the new year on March 16th. But it happened now, and and we've seen other deals happen um, before the before the start of the real uh, deadline. But the point is, things are happening. Things are happening in a way that gets people excited. And uh, you know, it's unfortunate that uh, baseball has just not got any of that going going on. Um, but going on, Britt. I mean, again. At this point for Washington, the commanders, that is, they're back into the search for a quarterback. And I had a question uh, on Twitter about, you know, basically, what what do we think about Deshaun Watson? Uh, my sense of that is just simply until the legal situation plays itself out, I don't think anybody for in, in any side of that quite knows what to make of it. The NFL could come in and as well and say, regardless of how the legal process plays out, we're going to have some sort of suspension. They suspended Tom Brady four games for deflate gate, right? So right. this is clearly a much more serious situation. They just suspended Calvin Ridley a year 
for betting $1,500 on games he wasn't playing in. So we have no idea how the Watson thing would unfold. I guess I would just say for people who need something to to hold on to, I don't think that, I've not heard any reason to think that Washington wouldn't be interested. But like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. So whether he would want to come here, you know, we'll have to see. Yeah, and you know who the big winner of today is is Calvin Ridley because absolutely no one is talking about that guy today because of Aaron Rodgers and because of Russell Wilson. So the real lesson here, Ben, is if you're going to get caught doing something illegal, you have to make sure there's going to be a couple blockbuster moves that are going to happen the next day because a a media cycle that probably could have lasted for weeks if neither of these things had happened today all of a sudden becomes a one-day thing, and we're all like, oh, yeah, remember Calvin Ridley? Remember the big deal yesterday? Um, especially here, because obviously when you get the news that one, Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay, and two, Russell Wilson has been traded, and Washington really looks like the runner-up in this scenario for his services, um, those are going to take the spotlight. Those are going to be the front the front round topics. And, of course, we've been taking your calls all night on what you think about Russell Wilson uh, 800-636-1067. We want to know, did you, did you care? Did you ever think he was leaving? Ben really had written this off, like he said, weeks ago. So, you know, he's not sitting over here bawling. He's been texting all night, getting more information so that we can deliver it to you live here on 106.7 The Fan. He is dedicated to uncovering. He's got two phone calls earlier. Um, the man is getting crazy. I can't wait to see you, what's up on The Athletic later. Have you ever had? I've never had multiple cell phones at the same time. No, my husband does, and I always find it weird. I would definitely lose one. I'm a, I'm an Android person, and I have a lot of friends. Well, I say a lot of friends. Basically, everybody I know has some sort of an iPhone, and I have friends who get very angry with me because of this. We've talked about this before. So in an attempt to stay in the chats with them, what they have, they've labeled the chats. I can't be in them. Uh, all that I bought myself like a not an iPod, but some some sort of a little thing. It's not even a, doesn't not even a phone. It's okay. just for this part. But it meant having to take carry two devices around, and I did it for a while. And after a while, I was like, you know what? If you want to talk to me, my phone's you know my number. I'm not playing this game of multiple devices. So my point is, right now I have one phone. I'm making some texts, doing some things. That's enough. I I can't even comprehend the second one. If I get if I get the uh, you know Adam Shaftery famous enough. I'm willing to consider that it'll take to that level for me to even debate. Do you think he has two phones though? Cause to me, you want one phone cause you want everything streamlined. You want one thing that you can't leave the house without. You don't want multiple phones. Adam Schefter's never leaving his like work phone, which is what my husband has a work phone and a personal phone that they, you know, they give him the work phone. Uh, he'll occasionally leave the work phone at home or out to dinner or whatever on a weekend. Adam Schefter, what we do, you're never leaving your work phone. So why would you need two phones? If you're no, a GM fair. for a team, I think some nights, you you have a, you have like a bat phone that only your like family members have, <laughs> right? You well, know, like to that point, I was at NFL Combine, and and a large part of that, from the reporter perspective, is yes, we're there ostensibly to you know hear what Kenny Pickett has to say, and maybe you're watching some drills or whatever. But it's a lot of uh, networking, checking in with sources, meeting people, all that. And somebody that I have dealt with in the past, but in a very limited way, sort of had to reintroduce myself to that person. And this time, they were like, oh, "Okay, here." If you need me, use this number. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a multiple cell phone si- situation. You got so, upgraded, <laughs> right? I, I I I got behind the velvet rope. Uh, so yeah, so, so that in my head, that that's where kind of that um, kind of where that came from. Uh, interesting. So yeah, I only have one phone number. So when I give it to you, it's 
You know, if I don't answer, that's on me. All right. So well, you know. I will. I will. Uh, I will note that. Uh, look, you know, Washington. They only need one cell phone. They've got everybody. Everybody in that place has their own phone. They're all making calls, and I have no doubt that they are trying to uh, to figure this out. I think one of the things that's also been so fascinating about this process, I'm sure Washington is not the only team that made an offer to Seattle for Russell Wilson or had enough of a conversation for there to be some reporting of what the deal offer was or whatever. But at the moment, unless I've missed something on Twitter, they're the only one we've heard something at, at on specific. Like I heard about another team that may, or other teams that may have been, may have made offers, but I'm not reporting it because I don't a have enough and B it's not concrete enough and whatever, but they're also not my team. So I'm not even like digging in, but Washington wants to telegraph this. They have been very public about, Ron Rivera on the podiums in press conferences saying, Hey, we're going to, we're looking up, you know, at every, I always think that the um, Tommy Lee Jones and the fugitive, you know, we're going to check in every outhouse, hen house, whatever it is to, to find one. And that's great. But it, the flip side is, are you setting people up for fail? Are the people who are casually listening, thinking that my team is going to get one of these guys is going to be disappointed when they don't. Yeah, but all, on the flip side, you're at least letting people know you tried. Because if it hadn't leaked out today, what would we be doing? We'd be probably crushing them or or wondering, did they do something? Did they try? Did they try hard? Did they, you know, or did they kind of give a half effort? So I think the transparency is kind of nice. You might as well say we tried, though. My issue is, are they hiding behind the, hey, we tried, couldn't get anyone, right? Like, does that kind of take you off the hook of any kind of accountability? When you say this is what we offered, this is what we did. Well, you win some, you lose some. Sure, I. You know what? Honestly, like my brain is like so swimming at this point. I mean, I. I don't I, like, it, like even just in the last like thirty seconds, the idea of like you know, there's questions of who's telling the truth. And by the way, I don't know how you feel about this. I take this job very seriously, but this is also the fun stuff, like trying to figure out. What is what is fact from fiction? What what to believe? What to present to the world that makes sense that, as you see it? Um, because ultimately, you know, you can just regurgitate what exactly what people tell you, and sometimes that makes sense to do it. And other times, you're doing it at your own peril because it's nonsense, and you've got to figure that out. And so it, it, it's interesting to see all this. Everybody's varying aspects. Did they really offer three first round picks? Is that just spin? Did Seattle really not want to trade them in the AFC? Is that just spin? Uh, you, you know, what, what all these variables, maybe like some of these callers said, hey, they, they're good. They, they have been offering them too much. Don't do that. Is that is that a different kind of spin? And that that is one of the fun aspects of this. It's also confusing because you have multiple people that <laughs> tell you different things and you have to sort through it. It's, it's, it's kind of a wild ride. Absolutely. I, I, I think that is one of the fun parts. Also, you get played in the media. So it is going to take us a little time to figure out what's right and what's not right with all of this. Yeah. I always say like covering an NFL coach or a team or whatever is like covering a, a political campaign to a degree. They're trying to get out a certain message. We obviously get what the message is and you have to help determine how much you, you know, what, 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 what makes sense. What doesn't, I always like doing a type of article. Here's what they said. Here's what I heard. I think that's like a, a fun way to sort of break it down. Anyway, this is all happening on the fly and, and you know, at some point tonight, I'll, I'll sit down and ponder in my head quietly with with my cat Lenny and figure out what makes sense. I need his sage advice, of course, to to help sort it, sort it all out. 
Well, that sounds good to me. Well, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few minutes and we will continue to break down the big news of the day as it pertains to Washington. Uh, Britcher Early, Ben Standing here on 106.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Rich Rulli, here with my friend and colleague Ben Standing on 106.7 The Fan. A huge day in the NFL, Ben. Lots of stuff going on. Aaron Rodgers deciding to stay in Green Bay. Russell Wilson getting traded out of Seattle to Denver. Washington still looking for a quarterback. We've talked a lot about Russell Wilson. I want to get back to Aaron Rodgers because you said you never thought that Russell Wilson was going to come here you were surprised even that he was moved I know a lot of people were surprised are you surprised that Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay no I mean certainly not based on how things sort of unfolded over the last few weeks and months he seemed to be in a much better mood over as the season progressed Um, you know he he made it pretty clear last offseason the reasons why he was upset with the organization they weren't including him on big decisions and so on and it seemed like there was a different tune throughout the year he obviously had other issues come up with his vaccine status and and that type of stuff. And then of course they were the one seed in the NFC, but then lost uh, too early. Uh, You know, they were upset early. And and I guess the only question would be, did he, would he think on some level he can't get it done there, thus would need to move. But to the point of like, we're talking about Seattle wanting to move Russell Wilson to the AFC. The speculation had been that Aaron Rodgers, if he did move from green Bay, it would be to Denver Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I'm not saying Russell Wilson's not a smart guy, but Aaron Rodgers, it's just about legacy, and he's going to know the AFC is a much harder path right now than the NFC is. He was the one seed. If they beat San, if they beat, um, if they, if they, you know, beat San Francisco, then he doesn't have, you know, they're in the NFC championship game, and who knows? His path to getting to the Super Bowl is much better where it is. Plus, staying in Green Bay his whole career. There's a certain legacy aspect legacy aspect to that. Brett Favre did not do that. So it, it made too much sense for him to stay. And the fact that say, they've given him a deal that has been reported to be four years, $200 million, $150 million guaranteed, I think he's claimed the numbers are slightly off, whatever that is. I'm not surprised he stayed. But he had that Instagram post where everyone thought he was going to retire. So I wasn't sure if you were leaning toward him just kind of setting a sail. For me, I saw that Instagram post as him knowing it was going to cause an absolute tizzy, which it did among the media. And I didn't think he was ready to be done yet. I don't think you can have a season like that and kind of ride off into the sunset. I think he's got more in the tank. So I was not surprised that he wanted to play beyond this past season. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is a wild one. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, ha- there was a lot. Of- I'm just glad like to some degree that we were done with the cryptic messaging. I guess, in Correct. theory. So we're done with that. Um, what, what about like for what do you think? Uh, you keep we keep asking me, and we're asking some of the callers, obviously, and I think we do have somebody on hold. But like at this point, from you, like you've been paying attention to this team enough, you get where they're at. Even if they want to claim that they are a quarterback away, effectively from being in the mix, whether they are or not is another story. Now that you've been paying attention to all the variables which angle would you go? Not even necessarily the specific person unless you want, but like, screw it. Just go with the draft and just don't don't mess around. Stay hard and try to get whoever else might be there, even if it costs a lot of picks, or throw your hands up and just say, you know, uh, good luck. 
But I don't know. If this was a better draft class, I'd be okay throwing my hands up knowing that eventually you feel good, even though, like you said, Ron Rivera's entering his third year. I think that, like, this fan base, what's left of it, has hung on already. So what's another couple years if you're going to get it right? But there's no guarantee in this draft that you're going to get it right. So I think you kind of have to continue to look to upgrade, even if it's only a marginal upgrade, even if it's only one win. That could be the difference between not going to the playoffs and going to the playoffs, right? And I think we can all agree that this team is is just right now playing to be better. They're not playing to build a dynasty. Uh, they're just not set up that way. They don't they don't have the young quarterback that that's close. They don't have the system like that. So they're I think you look at the draft, you try to get somebody who you think might be undervalued. But you look at this and you, there's nobody in that draft who makes you think, hey, if we just wait a year or two, we're going to be okay. So I think you have to upgrade the best way that you can right now. The, the the crazy thing is that if sort of like last year with Stafford, the the team was in a better place uh, perspective-wise because they, they rallied late at the end of the year. Chase Young was coming off a rookie, a defensive rookie of the year season. All the all the defensive line guys were only thinking of them like, wow, where is this thing going to go? Terry McLaurin is looking good. Antonio Gibson had a really good rookie season. There was a lot to be excited about. Some of that is still true, but you definitely don't feel as good about the defense. They were third in DVOA in 2020 and 27th, I want to say, this past year. You can't look at this defense right now and just automatically say this is a top 10 defense. But... The, the the young talent is there. If they can figure out what was wrong with the defensive line, if they can get Antonio Gibson to avoid some injuries and the fumbles, if they do, independent of the quarterback, add another playmaker on offense, uh, you know, sign a veteran middle linebacker, whatever, I can squint and see them in a quasi-contender situation with a good quarterback because they do have some upside and young talent, but... I can't sit here and simultaneously say, oh, it's definitely the case because they just had such a disappointing year. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Let's go to the phones. we got Buddy in Ashburn who wants to talk a little bit about what he thinks about the Russell Wilson trade. Buddy, you're on with Ben and Britt. What's up? What's up? What's up? All right. First of all, Aaron Rodgers got paid. Let's just get that clear. Very true. Uh, <laughs> however, however, I think the Russell Wilson trade is bigger I, I was angry when I first heard that Russell Wilson got traded and we didn't, you know, I thought the Redskins dropped the ball. I'm sorry, the Commanders dropped the ball. However, it's just after giving up two first rounds, two second rounds, and two key players, that's your future. We don't, we're not in a position to give up that type of future at all. I mean, we need to stay true to our course, find the right player, add a few key people, and continue to build. To think that we're going to win tomorrow you're out of your mind if you even think that. Because we're so far. We haven't won in 20-something years. And now all of a sudden you think we're going to win because we had a Russell Williams? Wilson? No, not happening. I'm very happy that the Redskins, I'm sorry, again, the commanders backed away from that and said, no, nah, that's just too much. And that's, you know, mortgage our entire future on one guy. Yeah, I, I totally hear your, your point and definitely appreciate the call. I guess I will just say this. Um, you know, we we watched the the Rams this year, a team that gave away a bunch of picks for second round picks in various deals to acquire the likes of Odell Beckham and and Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey and things like that, Matthew Stafford, and obviously they won a Super Bowl. And this is not recency bias. I'm not saying because they did that, therefore it makes sense for everybody to do it. What I am saying is 
The NFL is a sport in which, let's just say you never had a first and second round pick, but everybody else did. Rounds three through seven, you still find guys that can start at different positions. You still find guys that contribute. Washington's own team has their starting center was a, a late round pick. Their starting safety, a late round pick. They're one of their starting linebackers, et cetera. Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson were third round picks. And my point is you can find starters in this sport, but what's not always easy is finding a guy who's proven to be good. And if you can take those first round picks and get Russell Wilson, I guarantee that's a much more direct path than drafting one every year and praying this guy becomes a thing. So I do think it's a sport where you can actually – quote-unquote mortgage the future because you actually have all these other picks in the nba you trade your first round pick you got nothing in the nfl you actually still have other stuff you got to get it right though yeah that's a good point let's go to uh shack and lanham see what he has to say about uh the wilson trade hey good evening i'm a little disappointed about the russell wilson trade but everybody knows this is a quarterback driven league yet some of our fans keep saying let's build a team when you have a good quarterback that masks a lot of your deficiencies and you don't have to get all these great players so you, you got to get that quarterback everybody she's saying let's let's wait we were waiting 20 years what, what are we waiting for let's go let's go get them you get that you get that one you get that quarterback and then you don't have to get all these other great players all these other positions but some of our fans believe that these quarterbacks fall off i don't know what they believe I mean, Heineke's a good backup, and that's all. You know, his his limit is what we seen last year. He needs too much around to be perfect, and you're not going to get that in this league. No, that's that's great. Thanks for the call. I I mean, I agree. You, you're never going to be a good playoff team with Taylor Heineke as your quarterback. The the the, the larger point we could talk more about this after the break. The quarterback erases a lot of mistakes. It's the other way makes it you have to get a lot of things right if you don't have the quarterback. It's not impossible. Right. You just have to get a lot more right. The quarterback, you can have some flaws, limited personnel, whatever. That guy is the difference maker. We see that over and over again. You can't you can't replace that if you don't have it. Right now, they don't have it. Uh, we are here, though. We've got another, I don't know, multiple segments to go. Ben Standick, Brit here on 106.7 The Fan.